0: This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider
1: for the NBA's winningest franchise. Winning Plays Podcast, Rich Levine, Brian Rob, we are back for yet another episode. Rob, where do you think we are? Like, we gotta be more than 200? Or is that crazy? No. Oh, easily A lot 200. more than 200? A lot more. Well, I'll go do a running tally, but
0: it's been, um, we're getting up there. Like, oh. we're... Like, well, how far back are we going? Are we talking big three days or are we talking just winning plays days?
1: Right. That's the question. I guess we could talk about this forever. More importantly, there are very few times we have recorded when you have come back from Mohegan Sun after Paul Pierce's Hall of Fame <laughs> induction. I think this is only our first time uh recording after that. You were uh you're in Connecticut. You spoke to Danny Ainge, actually, which is pretty cool. Uh, leading up, was that did you speak to him while you're in Connecticut or is that? Uh, no, I.
0: I spoke to him on the phone he was not able to actually make the ceremony in springfield on saturday night due to a a family uh commitment but obviously he was you know watching closely on tv for for paul and and bill russell's induction awesome and mike herman as well so obviously very very fun weekend for from the Celtics standpoint for you know employees a lot of people out there to support those guys but yeah i had a nice chat with danny just about Paul's career in Boston, and you know, just kind of the it is the the they they didn't come in together obviously to Boston, but Paul was very early into his career when Danny took the job, and you know they could have gone in a bunch of different directions together. So we kind of
1: relived that and got some, I think, some you know, some fun stories out of him. Totally, I, I like the fact that he still says we. I mean, I guess I can understand <laughs> after that long, but like I think it was the, maybe the last line of the interview, even where he says we wouldn't have Tatum and Brown. If it wasn't for that Paul Pierce trade, it's just funny that he's still he's still talking. Did you get a sense that maybe he's still involved in some of these conversations? Like, I don't think he's involved. I don't think he's telling Brad what to do, obviously. But like, is Brad calling up Danny before he trades Kemba or before he so- uh, trades for Pernan Gomez? Like, I don't know how, if there's a level of importance it needs to reach before you might uh, use your 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 call to to Danny. But do you think they're still in touch? Yeah, I mean, he definitely called before the Luke Cornett, uh non-guaranteed deal
0: for Cam. Obviously, yeah. Um, But yeah, no, it's, I think Damien had a clear, you know, when, when Danny stepped away uh this offseason, I think he made it clear to Brad and, and ownership and stuff that he was, he wanted to make himself available as much as the, the front office wanted him to. He wanted it to be, you know, obviously Brad's show and the rest of, you know, the rest of the his staff that still remained there under Brad, um, you know, it's going to be there. They're shot here, but he was very much, um, I think his phone was always on this summer from the sounds of it. And he definitely gave his two cents when asked, um, from, from talking to him about it. And, um, I only talked to him a little bit about the team stuff, but he seems, he seems pretty excited about what, you know, they did. And especially the young guys after summer league, um, you know, a lot of guys said he picked that, you know, had had injuries or have had limited opportunities. And now this year, um, you know, a lot of them looked really good in summer league. So I think. Um, he is, you know, he's. I wouldn't say he's a consultant right now, but I would very much say that he probably knows exactly if they're doing anything major, are he's probably heard about and gave us two
1: cents on it. Yeah, he was. So he wasn't like, man, Brad really cleaned up my mess pretty well. <laughs> <Yeah>. He didn't <laughs> that go that like, far, huh? I don't think he
0: went that far. Um, but yeah, it, it was clear that I think, you know, looking at everything, this was a situation with, with financially and everything that all those moves ever made that some some cleaning up had to be done in terms of fitting the payroll and getting guys on the same timeline and from a just a positional standpoint and and brad i mean as we talked about i think he's kind of made the best of it with the rest of the front office here and trying to at least uh a group on paper that that makes some sense and like we'll see how, how it translates under the new coaching staff and everything but it'll
1: be uh it's i think they've made the best of a what was a tough situation this summer any fun stories from Mohegan? Did you guys have a chance? Were you down Were the other uh, reporters and everyone down there or was it not? So it was very sparse. So I went on
0: Friday to Mohegan Sun, which is just a press conferences. And it was every, you know, everyone came out for 15 or 20 minutes and took questions in person and via zoom. I was in person, but to be honest, um, and Mark Spears hosted, he did a great job. I mean, you know, Mark, he, you know, he has a good relationship. I feel like with any player in the NBA from those days. So that, uh, that worked out nicely um, in terms of that. And um, but there's only maybe six, seven reporters in attendance in person for that. Um so And
1: that's just not Celtics, but anybody? For anyone,
0: yeah. Again, Man, this you... is just like so again, the vast there's tons of people, tons of reporters on Zoom, but yeah, no one with COVID and everything, not a lot of people are going to stuff in person right now. Um, Man, you
1: just you deserve a little something extra for that for being in person. Right. Other than other than COVID, but like <laughs> like I don't know, maybe a couple extra questions, maybe a little one on one. Geez, to no to so, go to that length to support the NBA and and you just throw you in the in the pile with everyone else, all the all the Zoom people sitting on their couch. That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Well, that's again, this is the new this is the new situation right now with when COVID's around, Um people can't make it. So yeah, I, I think. I think when the season starts, if you're in person, you'll get priority in terms of being able to ask questions first and stuff. And you obviously have the opportunity to potentially get some one-on-ones this year. It sounds like, even though, even though that, that nothing's been released from the NBA yet. Um, sure. In terms of how they're going to handle that stuff. But um, yeah, it was definitely, there was no special treatment down there. It was, you know, the zoom <laughs> questions were going, <laughs> we're getting just as many people asking on that as in person there, but. Well,
1: you know, that's cool that that's, you showed up. I'm glad you yeah, showed exactly.
0: up. You know, it was a nice four hour round trip. Yeah, exactly. So. What, what, what Alone
1: time, was, you got a little baby at home. Like once when, you have kids, a little kid at home, like two hours in the car is like a vacation.
0: It was. It was definitely a different world of uh, of quiet
1: for for that long of trip. But did did what, you vote? Was, did you vote? I was going to say, did you vote for uh, Dennis Schroeder's uniform number? Well, while, <laughs> so while you were sitting in traffic, did you have time to? Did not partake get, yes, in I that.
0: Released that one yet? But I, before we get to that, though, I want to like, what did you think of Paul's speech? Though, did you? or were the highlights? So, like what you saw? He took. You know, he took. It was very. I appreciate he was like, it was very matter of fact of you know throwing some shade at the teams that didn't draft him. Obviously, um, you know, poking some fun at Danny, thing, like, "Oh, once they traded Antoine, I thought they were going to trade me." And you know, he I liked it. He thanked the committee immediately. He's like, "Hey, you know, you guys got it right. Good job." It's <laughs> initial. Yeah,
1: I, I thought it was solid. You know, and I, I think that I think it was very on brand for for paul for who he was as a player right because i think ultimately like people think of jordan right he that was like the ultimate scorched earth hall of fame speech or even a guy who you know i guess that's what drove him ultimately but you wouldn't think that he's someone that have to worry too much still about like the ways that he was wrong as a basketball player but still took that opportunity to destroy anyone who 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 wronged him real or perceived along the way i think pierce was definitely one of those guys you know, I think he he had that chip on his shoulder clearly for the extent of his career. Clearly, as he's being celebrated as one of the best ever, he still wants to make note that he. You know, some guys might want to run run from that, be embarrassed by that, but he wore it as a. You know, that was again, it's on brand. He was a guy who was passed over still. And when I read when I read Max Max's story, and we re- relive a lot of these old pure stories, like it still doesn't make sense that he, that he fell to 10. Like it was, you know, maybe that's just the universe. It was, it was supposed to happen. Still doesn't make sense, which maybe I think in Paul's case could make it harder to, to maybe find closure with because there's really no good explanation for it. Um, yeah, but it was great. It was, was good to see. And and I hope that like, I guess we'll see what's next for Paul. I know he's got his hands and a lot of potential businesses. I know he's got a weed business. I know he's, he's living out here in Los Angeles and trying to get like, like, like we've talked about, like maybe have a podcast or a, adventure show with a, with, with KG maybe they can go on the amazing race together or something like that. But, uh, yeah, man, I hope this is all part of Paul finding, you know, peace and happiness and all that in his, his post playing career. And I think the speech was a good start.
0: Yeah. I agree again. It's just like I said, loose and kind of true to himself as a player on the floor and it, it, it came out, you know, it was, it was entertaining and genuine if nothing else. And, yeah. Um, and that's honestly any when you see like 10 Hall of Fame speeches night. it's always it's always good to see that from coming out.
1: Yeah. And again, like I think that was part of him being on ESPN is that like I didn't even though I'm sure the money was good. I'm sure like, you know, just just being out being on TV during during the season still for him feels good. It makes you feel like maybe you're still an all star. But he didn't come across as being his true self when he was on the air. He never seemed completely comfortable on the air. And it's not necessarily a comfortable spot. Like you said, he's got to kiss LeBron's ass for for half of every, every appearance that he makes on TV, you know, what he'd like just to, to be Paul. And again, like he, he said some stupid things. Like, didn't he, what did he do? Did he predict that the Celtics would beat the bucks in that series? Yeah. I think he said it was, was it? after that blowout game one Celtics in had, five or something. Yeah, was it? Yeah. And then they didn't win another, <laughs> another game of the series. So there's like stuff like that. Like Pierre, You don't, once when, once when you've accomplished what you have in your field, like Paul, you don't have to deal with that shit. You don't need 15 year olds or 10 year olds on Twitter, you know, trolling you for for a stupid prediction just go live your best life and i hope this is like i said i hope he's well on his way we'll see what we'll we'll see what that entails but he's got the hall of fame he's a hall of fame basketball player which is pretty damn cool so i'm a very, very happy we love paul i don't know him that well i love him for all the as a sports fan for everything he brought to 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 boston and the celtics and it's great love the guy Also
0: really cool to see Mike Gorman get in officially um, after, you know, central engineering. And actually I, I tweeted this out earlier this week. um, But great Mike Gorman story from, I think this was was 2009, Rich. I was fresh out of college, just looking for any way to get in. The industry was showed up at like Southwax media day, back writing at southwax.com, you know, Fledgling blog in the true Network. Um, and I spot Gorman in the parking lot of the Celtics practice facility. And I manage up manage up enough courage to go talk to him and be like, Hey, huge fan, blah, blah, blah. That's feel. Um, could I interview at some point? And Gorman says, Yeah, no, that's fine. You know, he gives me his email address. And I think, wow, he's just being super polite. I'll probably I'll reach out, try never hear from him. Um, guess how much time he gave me, Rich, when, um, when I emailed him to set some. I, I, know, I so I've, re-
1: I've read your, th- you, your, your thread. Yeah. So I, I, but it was a couple hours or two hours or something. Yeah. So
0: he, like I emailed him, he said, you know, he got back to you right away, set it up. Yeah. He's like, call me during this time. Um, so I talked to him for Celtic stuff for an hour. And then after that, I just pick his brain about media stuff. And he like, Ask him, oh, what do you want to do? Like, okay, you got to have goals. Just give me all this different advice. Again, while he's just coming in to the guard, but, you know, gives some random kid, some 22-year-old, two hours of his time. And Yeah, you
1: know, and, and you said 2009, right? So this is the year after winning a title. Right. So that's, that's the height of, you know, I mean, I, I can go back to 86 or whatever, but, like, that's, that, that's the top of the world for, for the, the team that you're broadcasting for when you're the face of that, the voice of that team. And even in that moment, yeah, no, then that's. And there's, I think there are so many stories about, about Mike like that. I think that really is just who he was, like so consistently, right? Like, it'd be one thing if, like, you know, once in a while he decided to be a good guy and, and give a guy like you, you know, some some of his time. But I think this was pretty consistent of just like who he was, no matter how like big he got, right? And maybe being next to Tommy, maybe that you can, it's a constant reminder, you know, that you're not like Tommy's the Celtic, right? Tommy's the. The, the real star um and, and and that world but yeah man i'm so happy and he he deserves it but it's so weird like how that stuff works that like all of a sudden bill russell is worthy of getting in as a as a coach right right like it, i mean i think it's like uh we don't have quite an, a, enough big names in this uh <laughs> right. We're gonna save this, year. this year yeah but you know and so many of these times you see uh, whether it's dennis johnson you 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 find that once in a while, a guy doesn't get in until until he, when he's no longer here and can't appreciate it. So for 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 Bill, for Mike, for these guys, I'm just glad that they're able to get continued, uh, you know, get their flowers, like they say, you know, while they can still appreciate it. And I think that, that's great. And then a, a great speech by Mike as well. And I hope he lived it up this weekend. I hope he had the the weekend of his of his dreams because he he deserves it. It's so very Celtic. It's funny. It wasn't really Bill – as much. Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention as like a really Celtic-y uh, Hall of Fame weekend, but three, three of the people are Celtics. Yeah.
0: Almost 20% of them. So uh, again, really fun weekend for that whole crew and good, good to see all that um, go down. Um, all right. So you brought up the, brought up Dennis Schroeder. Yeah.
1: And sp- so, yeah, speaking of Celtics greats, I think they should just give him Havlicek's number, by the way. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right,
0: what's like? What's the big deal? Yeah. Come on. You, it's, that, that can be arranged pretty easily. Right? There are yeah, very really few, low.
1: there are very few players that I would consider bringing down a number four, and <laughs> I think that I think Schroeder is, is right up there. So just give him the number. Yeah. So, what What do you think of that whole, that whole thing?
0: Yeah. So the backstory to this, for people who don't know, is so Schroeder's number is number seventeen generally in his career, and that obviously is unavailable in Boston. And so Schroeder is uh, posting. He he's if you follow him on social media, he's very much pushing his app. He's got his own app DS 17. And so I think as a way to push people to his app, he's saying, I'm gonna let the fans choose my number for this upcoming season. And I think they got it down to like five choices and they're letting the fans vote on it right now. And there's some, there's some weird numbers in there. And one of them, I think 96 is kind of, uh, is getting picked on because, Schroeder is a fan of a team in, a soccer team in Germany. Uh, like, and their has like a 96 in its name. I forget what it is right now. Um, Hanover 96, something like that. So the fans of that team are pushing hard for Niger as the, to kind of a way to troll them essentially. But the other numbers in play here, Rich, are um, 8, 71, 80, and 84. And so the voting, Um, the voting wraps up here. I think at the end of the week, I a lot of those numbers have not been used
1: before. What's what's your call here? So seventy one is seventeen backwards. I imagine that's what he's going for there. Um, And obviously, I I was just trying. I'm on his website right now, and I was going to try a vote, but apparently it's over. Um, unfortunately, your favorite number, which is thirty eight, is already taken by Sam Hauser. He can't get a number from Sam Hauser.
0: That's I mean. I, if you got a bigger contract, maybe we could pay him off. And now
1: I was gonna say, yeah, or maybe give him some equity and and uh and DS seventeen. I'm trying to find out what DS seventeen even is. There, I, I see there's like there's like a bunch of this like rifles on the double weapon XP. So it's fan tokens. So this is you know this is a little bit why I was not quite as excited about Shrewd. Like what the fuck? Is, like what is? I don't even understand what's going on. <laughs> maybe I don't know. He's got an app that he's doing. Just pick your number. You know what I mean? Like, clearly, if if a rival soccer team can 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 rally more support against you than your own fans will in picking a number, like maybe this isn't for you. <laughs> I don't know how much money. I, I want to know what this with the DS seventeen again. It seems to be something. It's fan. It's tokenized something or other. Um. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 my vote is to just pick a number.
0: <laughs> Which, what do you gonna pick?
1: Uh, but if I can't have 17, I don't know. I kind of like, it. so eight, eight's been a pretty popular number. So that was Kemba, right? It Kemba, that was Antoine. I, eight is. I always associate
0: eight with Antoine. Yeah. it was Kemba too, obviously.
1: Yeah. I'm. I'll go for eight, just because I don't know. I don't need to. Weird, employee, was, number, employee number eight hats. You
0: can, you know, make some money for that.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, seventy one. I don't, I don't really like those the 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 crooked numbers, as they say. It's, it just looks looks off. Like I'm really enjoying the NFL right now. Like with the, now with like the running backs and receivers and and these linebackers. Anyone can kind of pick whatever number they want. I like the way though, like the single numbers look. So I'm going to vote for eight if I could. But I agree. Eight, I easier easier to spot.
0: Doesn't like even though a, a weird number like in the 70s or 80s would be would stick out for the pack. And I guess you know, Fournier kind of led this charge last season with foot, he had like 94 or something like that. So, um, yeah, maybe 33. Maybe he wants 33. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how that shakes out. Um, all right, I do want to hit on potential starting lineup combinations. We had a report from old friend Zach Low on that, but. Before we do that, Rich, you want to you want to tell us about?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I I want I want. Yeah, I want all the sports betters to listen up. Uh, this is the winning play plays podcast here to tell you about our favorite sports book. That's bet. U S football is back. It's time to get in on the action. We only endorse one sports book. That is BetUS.com. Dot com. If you're asking why it's because BetUS has been America's favorite sports book for over 25 years. Now you need a sports book with integrity, longevity. You need to know that you're going to get paid. Uh, you need a sports book that offers everything, including live betting, MMA, golf horses, esports, all kinds of crazy bets. They'll walk you through setting up an account. Nobody in the industry gives you bigger bonuses than BetUS. So join now, check out the offers, and you can get up to 200%. That's 200% in bonuses on your first deposit. Nobody beats that. Uh, we bet at BetUS, and so should you. That's BetUS.com, America's favorite sports book. Enter BSJ. That's BSJ when you sign up at BetUS.com for a special bonus. BetUS.com, where the game begins. And when the games begin... Uh, at Madison Square Garden. When is it? October, what is it? Do you know off the top of your head? I would say it's the 20th or something like that. The 20th, man, that's early. Anyways, uh, when the Celtics take the court for the opening tip, you're up. Is Al Horford going to be back in the starting lineup? Is that what we're, what
0: we're... That's, so that, I mean, that's been talked about. I think we, you know, we, we saw plenty of the double big lineup last year.
1: Yeah, we, we did. Know how
0: that, how that turned out. Um. Um, and good friend of the show Zach Lowe of ESPN.com, who is usually very plugged in on Celtics things, suggested that uh, Al Horford and Rob Williams are likely to be the team's starting front court, and particularly against the Knicks, you can see how that makes sense if if they're starting Randall and Nerlens Noel or whoever or mitchell robinson at center um that's a a team you would certainly like to use two true bigs against
1: but um from just, a, just, what, 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 and just to clear it up a little bit like so who's who's guarding randall in this jalen oh no i think i mean I do mean, you want i think you like put out i don't know i think you put Allen. i mean you do a lot of switching
0: there but in this scenario you know jalen and and Jason, I think, are going to... They're both going to play four at various points of every game, I think, especially with, like, second units and stuff. But just to start the the first six minutes of each half, you know, Al can take six minutes of Randall or or whoever powerful starting power forward they, they face that night just to save some wear and tear off of Brown and Tatum and let them, you know, not get beat up as much. I don't... We'll see... This might be a plan that blows up if, if Al just can't move well enough anymore to even handle a guy like Reno who now can shoot the three pretty reliably or any other big that can right. you know stretch the floor enough out there. But you know, as far as just protecting the paint standpoint, that's that's what Al, you know, used to be able to do very well. We'll see what he has left in the tank right now. But that's that's something that they can, you know, he'll be able to do just as well, if not better than Jalen and company right now.
1: Sure, and and, and and hopefully he can shoot as well because you have already have Rob Williams out there. You have Marcus Smart, who obviously it can shoot at times, but you don't want shooting very much. Um, so it would be tough if you don't have another uh, weapon for those for again. It, maybe it's just the first five five six minutes. Maybe it's the first four minutes right. of every game or every half. Right? We don't know. But for that time, you you are you're relying on Al Horford to be an outside threat. Right, for sure. And, so, and,
0: and you look at it where, again, this obviously did not work well in Philly, at Horford at the four, um, but it did work well in Boston. You know, when he won there with those Baines or or Tice or whoever, you know, for the last couple of years before that. So I think it will be. Maybe it's a situation where you see what it looks like in training camp, and and see what I mean. Did Horford and Rob Williams? Did they really play much together at all? Like here, I know I know Rob was hurt for a lot of that, but like I wonder. Again, what just that, you know, can you do the pick and pop of Al if you have Rob Williams down low? Cause I feel like no, like you, you want Rob being the roller in the pick and roll. So does Horford just turn into a spot up shooter? And does that defeat the purpose of having him in the starting lineup in the first place?
1: Yeah. So Rob played 32 games, averaged eight minutes, like 8.8 8. 8 minutes a night yeah. that season. Yeah. Um, so they they probably have, I probably didn't have. I imagine they spent a lot of time in practice together. I, you know, I imagine that yeah. you, and I, I think Rob, Robert, just, Robert has said as much that. That you know, Al was a mentor to him, and hopefully that can that can keep moving forward. But I've I, just me personally, I, I am I would much prefer Al in that role <laughs> as the mentor than than as the guy you're actually counting on to 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 carry carry not carry the starting unit, but be part of the a starting unit that you hope is going to you know at least maybe be a top three or four team in the in the conference. You know, um, but yeah, so I guess we'll see, and. and, and he, Ideally, that's not that's not who I want to be finishing, and I don't think that's probably going to be the case. No, they so, they clearly won't be finishing. Yeah. So, if, as long as that's not the case, and 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 if, and if Al's going to get twenty minutes anyways, like maybe maybe in certain matchups, that's the right move. But do you want? Hope, do you expect Al or Rob to finish more games? Man, I hope. I, I hope it's Rob. You know, I. That's just that. that that's just me. I just, I just think that Rob af- just affects games more. Maybe you could say it's not always, I would say, in the right way of like what you would, you would need. But like, th- th- for me, it's just the fact that he can't shoot. That is, that is the disadvantage. Because there are very few. Like, it's funny you think about the last couple years of Celtics teams. Like, there's always been something. Like, whether there's always been someone you could attack defensively, whether it was Isaiah or whether it was Kemba, and now that's gone. Right. So that's one aspect of like teams that something that teams could always count on when they're playing against the Celtics that you can't do anymore. There aren't there's not that weak point, weak spot on defense. Um and now we flip it around offensively, the only weak spot on offense or the thing that you could maybe attack is the fact that Rob Williams isn't going to shoot beyond 15 feet. Right? right? Um and with Al, that's that's different, you know, you you are defending the entire you know, the the arc and all that. You know, you, 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 you don't have that advantage, but for me, I still, I I don't know. I, I, I felt a couple of years ago when Al was here, that Al was here that he was on the way down. He really wasn't, you know, close to the all-star caliber that he was and nothing that we've seen since he left, since he's left should really change our mind. So I don't know. I want, I want Rob out there as much as possible.
0: Yeah. I think, I mean, it's a good sign for your future. If it is Rob either way, like, or I guess the the only bad part of that would be if, if Al has fallen off enough where he's not even a consideration for that spot, but you'd want him to be for the shooting. Like you said, in certain matchups, but by and large, I think the team certainly hopes that Rob is a guy in that spot and we'll see what, you know, how he may kind of handles that. Cause that'll be an interesting, there'll be a lot of choices during crunch time. That won't be clear cut for this team beyond sure.
1: the top three. Um, um, all right, so let's, let's wrap, wrap this up. I'm going to ask you a few questions. All right. It's very simple. Kind of a would you rather? A couple of, like we agree to this. Like <laughs> it's it's sort of a sort of a, a would you rather. I'm going to do it fast because we don't want okay. we, we, we'll, we'll we'll talk about this plenty of times during the year. I'm trying to figure out. Well, I'll I'll it'll become clear eventually what I'm trying to figure out here. So for this upcoming season, let's just let's just say that this this season right now, who would you rather have? Just answer fast. Uh, Jason Tatum or Joel Embiid. Embiid. Jason Tatum or Giannis. Oh, yeah.
0: Can we correct? Is this for regular season or postseason or just in general?
1: <laughs> this is just your bill. You're you're trying to win a title this year. Um, and you're 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 just picking you're, you're picking a, a guy to be your best player. I'd imagine. Who are you going with? You're going with Embiid, right? Yeah, Embiid. OK, Giannis or or, or uh, Tatum? I'm going to go for Giannis. Sorry. Yeah. And then KD or Tatum? Yeah, KD. OK, and this is where it starts to get a little bit tricky. Harden or Tatum? Tatum. Okay. I'd probably still go Harden, but now I'm going to list a few names. Stop me if there's anyone that you would rather have over Tatum. Trey, Beal, Bam, Butler, Middleton. You're taking Tatum over all those? Yeah, I'm taking Tatum over all those, I think. Okay, I am too. So I think at the very least here, we're saying that Jason Tatum is a top five player in the East. I, I I think most people... Would agree, Embiid, Giannis, and and KD, you're taking over Tatum at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's crazy. Again, Harden, you can go. If he's healthy, who knows? But at the very least, he's either four or five in the conference, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So what I want to figure out is where is Jalen? So the Celtics have a top five player. Do they have a top five? Do they have two top ten players in the Eastern Conference? Um, I'm not sure. So Trey, Trey or Jalen? Uh, Trey. Beal or Jalen? Beal, so I don't know. That, that's what that's yeah, ben, why I'm not sure. I'm not sure. How about uh, Bam or Jalen? Uh, it's interesting, right? Because Bam's a little yeah. bigger, he can, but but it's also limited, it's limited in, in some ways that that, that Jalen is not.
0: I could say, I mean, Bam, but it's like I said, you can go either you tell me what the rest of my team looks like, and I the answer could be Jaylen, sure depending on who you have there.
1: Uh, Butler. Jimmy Butler or Jalen? I'm still taking Butler over Jalen. Okay, so it seems to like I don't think that Jalen's in your top 10. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but probably 15. So like more like Randall, Sabonis, uh, maybe Vucevic, maybe Levine. Uh, did we say Milton? Did I ask you Milton or or Jalen? No,
0: you didn't. Um, yeah, so I again I take Milton there, but that's something where it would not surprise me. By the end of the season, or even midway through the season, if if Jalen is above those guys, and that's I guess that's where this the season lies. I think you're trying to, to take us here, right?
1: Yeah, for, oh, right, exactly. And I think when you look at the rest of that list, and even if you look at you know, obviously KD Harden, uh, you, you know, mentioned Kyrie on that list. <laughs> yeah, I know his mask is off though. <laughs> in case you in case you missed that, but yeah, yeah. I thought about. It. I just don't think he's going to play uh, enough to to yeah. to be as. as who he can be. Uh yeah, the only other names on my list were were Vooch, who I don't Vucevic, I don't consider him in that conversation. Randall, I would still rather have Jalen. Uh and begrudgingly I put Drew Holiday on there just because he's the third best player on the on the champions, but I don't think, you know, he was not that great for a lot of that series. Uh like Sabonis is a tough one for me. Sabonis or Jalen. On this team too, specifically.
0: Yeah, so that's one where I'd probably that's like a, a good regular season post. I'd take some bonus in the regular season since I think that's just a, cons- that's a 2010 every night, um,
1: 2010 and like five and, and six five or seven six exactly. yeah.
0: But then when you get to the, the post season, I feel like he struggles to separate himself when teams can hone in on him more. Whereas Jalen has had the track record of being able to produce and produce a pretty good efficiency in those spots. And so I think that's, that's where I think Jalen is still underrated is his postseason track record is been stellar throughout his career um, in some big spots. And obviously we didn't see him last postseason. but that's something where, you know, if you want to get into top 15, like, yeah, I'll take a lot of those guys in the regular season, but like Randall or Brown in the, in the postseason, give me like Brown every day of the week.
1: Yeah. And to be honest, like, I, I, I think he might be, In my top 10, because I say Embiid, Giannis, Katie, Harden, JT. That's five. Yeah. And then I would probably take Trey. I don't know about Beal. I I think that, like, Beal is obviously a better scorer, right? Like, he can – I think he can maybe change a game a little bit more. But, again, when you already have Tatum, that gets into a little – that's not really what we're talking about. Like, if you have have Tatum already, I think you'd rather have Jalen. But just, like, defensively, you know, and just – It's not even
0: close defensively. Like, Beal is not a good defender at all.
1: Right. And just like the versatility that Jalen has now on that level, the fact that like what what did Jalen shoot from three last year? What was the final number? Do you know? I don't have it offhand. I want this to say like I have 30, it right here.
0: I want to say what? thirty thirty seven percent, thirty eight percent.
1: Jalen shot thirty nine point seven percent from three yeah. last year. So uh which which then I think and the, and I love looking at his foul shots. Th- last three years, sixty five percent, seventy two percent, seventy six percent. So it's all creeping up. I think I think that he gets to forty and eighty uh, this year, forty percent from three and eighty percent from the foul line. Um, and if he's if he's there, then I'm certainly gonna ha- gonna have him over Beal. Um, but yeah, so I, I think I'd have him over Beal even now. And then like I'd rather have you probably have to take Middleton over Jalen. As much as I I'd, I'd like to go the other way, uh, so Trey Middleton, Bam. I'm going to put Jalen at ten.
0: That's fair. I respect. I'm just going to
1: say it just so I can just so we can say that the Celtics have two of the top <laughs> ten players. And and what other teams? What other teams ha- have that? I mean, the Nets do, the Bucks do. I noticed that Ben Simmons isn't on this list. You know, I I was funny, when I was going through like the best players on on the contenders or just any team. I did think of him for one second, but it was nice knowing that like I wouldn't have to, wouldn't I wouldn't have to feel bad or put up a fight about not including him in this conversation. Like is, is it possible that again, if at the end of this year, if he somehow finds the right spot, could we be talking about him as a as a top 10 player in the East? Uh certainly not if he's traded to the Western Conference, but uh otherwise I think it's possible, but right now he's He's certainly not there.
0: He's got to show up to training
1: camp first, and then yes, right, exactly. What category? uh, And then, other than that, it's like you know, Tobias obviously not. There's no one. There's there. There's really no one else that that. Well,
0: what about like? I mean, Siakam could have a bounce back year. Like guys like that who aren't going to expect it to be there, but he's hurt. I mean, there. Yeah, you're right. There's no no other. That should be the competition, um, right there, unless someone takes a leap and amongst the, the bottom tier teams.
1: Right. Yeah. Cause there's all, there's still the potential for a really bad player on a, on a good team. Uh, or sorry, <laughs> a really good player on a bad team is how I should that, say that. That too though. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then on the, the other, the Capella, obviously not there. Like there's really no, Gordon Hayward. Do you think right, or, yeah, 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 or, yeah. or LaMelo? Like, do you put them in the conversation? Not yet. Jeremy Grant is, you know, no. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, because I was I was actually using last year's PER rankings to sort of just give me a general idea of of who should be in the conversation. And I was reminded of something just fantastic. And do you know what that is from PER from last year? Uh no. Do tell me. If you did, that would be very impressive. <laughs> so if I'm going through the top five in PER last year, number one was Embiid, number two was Giannis, number three was Jimmy Butler. Number four was Kevin Durant, and number five was Robert Williams. Oh, the yeah, first. I was say. yeah, A very friendly category to him for um for good reason for, pretty but like you impression. see it's yeah it, you know and it, you know what's funny is that the only other real outlier in the top uh, in the top fifteen there are probably two other outliers which is Daniel Gafford and uh, Chris Boucher is that how you say his name or Boucher on Toronto I think it's Boucher A yes. Boucher, um, and it's funny because those three guys, Rob, Daniel, and Chris, all kind of play somewhat similar games. So there's something yeah. about that style, like the long shot blocker, high high percentage of right. yeah, high they, high field goal they, percentage, and
0: they don't shoot outside the paint, so they make seventy percent of their shots, and then they get a lot of rebounds and blocks, and that's yeah. uh, that's that's the road to good PR. So that's what those guys do. But again, that's if you do that very well, that's you can make, be a very important player for your team and that's
1: what this others want so what do you think how many more of these like really like dog days of off-season podcast <laughs> do, do we have left like i think like, one just one maybe next week next week and then we got training camp
0: training camp starts in two weeks and then we're gonna have preseason games in three weeks okay so...
1: i'm ready i'm ready right, i mean that's good we need we need we need something I appreciate yeah. anyone anyone who, who's who's sticking with us through the through the through the off season and just certainly like at this point in a, in a podcast, we appreciate you very much and yeah we're we're ready to talk about some real basketball. We are, and we're saved right
0: now because, in the regular off season, we still have a month more of of the off season right now. But the August free agency helps us out there, um, save us. Oh, through. right. Saved us from a month and
1: nothing. So although on the on the flip side, having the Celtics go out in the first round is not that's ideal. true. <laughs> that's true. But they, but they decided they decided to shake things up yeah, and make things yeah.
0: make things give us plenty of content.
1: Yeah, that so, we can't complain about about that. Uh cool. All right, all man. right,
0: that'll do it. Uh follow us at winning place pod on Twitter. Uh please. Rate, review us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast these days. Or you can find us on YouTube as well. And, um, yeah, we'll get back one more Dog Days of Summer
1: or Fall at this point. Uh, Podcast coming next week. So stay tuned for that. What's that, Florence and the Machines? The Dog Days are over? (laughs) That's what we'll be playing next episode. (laughs) Can't wait.